Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. This is episode 21, and I'm your co-host, Leanine Heiss. Thanksgiving is just a few days away, and we want to take a moment and say we are grateful for you. We're so grateful for the ongoing conversation we can have with you about the gospel and our kids. Thank you to those of you who are taking the time to leave reviews and let us know that you're listening. It really is simple to leave a kind review wherever you're listening to podcasts today, and it's an organic way to share the content you are finding valuable with others. Now, Today, I'm joined by Bible to Schools CEO, Corey Pennypacker, to talk about five great ways to teach our kids about gratitude. As always, you can find our show notes on our website at bibletoschool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. Now, let's jump in with Corey. Well, Corey, welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Thanks, Lee. Great to be back with you today. I am so grateful. For this opportunity to talk to you today, Corey. Well, good, because it's Thanksgiving time, and I'm grateful to talk to you, too. Oh, this is going to be so fun. Everybody's talking about gratitude and Thanksgiving and Christmas shopping already, and I'm over it, Corey, because really, I don't want to see Christmas trees until we have had Thanksgiving. Yeah, you got to enjoy Thanksgiving first. And, you know, one of the things is is gratefulness is such a gift from God. It just is. It helps us focus on Him. It helps us focus on others. Then it's not about me, which I love for it to be about me. I love that too. So let's just start by by talking about gratitude and Thanksgiving and kind of what it is and why we would choose to do that. Well, first of all, God asks us to be thankful. It's an act of worshiping Him. It's an act of, of praising Him. And it, it causes automatic humility in our lives. It's, it's elevating Him. And when we're thankful to other people, it's elevating others ahead of us. The other thing that happens, Lee, that I see, I don't know if you see this too, but it releases joy in our lives. It just, when we're wanting to complain or wanting to think about negative things, it always, when we're thanking someone or we're thanking God, it elicits a smile. I mean, it it lifts your spirits. It it changes your mood. And I just love that. I do too. I have a friend or I guess she's a mentor in my life, and she is probably the most grateful person I've ever met. And we sit down with a salad for lunch, and she'll just say, isn't this just the most beautiful salad? I mean, she's just enjoying every (laughs) flavor. I mean, we look out a window, and I'm like, oh, it's raining today. And she's like, but look at the way that the rain is reflecting off of all all these things. She, It's like, gratitude that is inside her helps her to see from a completely different lens than the one that I'm seeing from. Yeah. I mean, you can always find something to be grateful for. I mean, breathing, you know, in and out, fresh air you can find to be thankful for. But 
the other thing I, that I noticed that uh, in our in our society today, and and it affects kids very much so. And we talk all about kids, and you can tell the children. But you know, social media has a tendency to have that compare. You know, you compare well, what I have, what they have, and it's just automatic. I mean, I just look at. I say to myself, I'm going to be thankful for everything I have, and then I look at social media and I say oh, wow, look what they have or look what they're doing. And, you know, it's it's really a human it's thing. Contentment. Yeah. And so being thankful for what we have breeds contentment and it overshadows that comparison thing we got in our brain going that, that goes there. It just is something that lifts us up. It lifts others up around us. And so Thanksgiving is a fun holiday to remember that by. And because we, we need to be doing this every day, not just at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think it makes us even look even more Christ-like when we're doing this because gratitude is so countercultural. Everybody's complaining today. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, and, almost like who can, who can complain the loudest and, and that's kind of negative attention about. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, really, you're going to look totally different if you're the one in the room who's saying, well, maybe, but look at all we have to be grateful for. There's so much to be celebrated and we're looking like Jesus because this is how he did it. That's right. He, I mean, before he performed his miracles, feeding the 5,000, he always thanked God first and he thanked God for what he was going to do. And I always thought that was really cool. You can thank God for things that are like right in front of you. You know, I, you had been at my house recently and you saw that I got a lovely new kitchen, which is totally, I've waited 22 years for that. So, you know, it, it's been something that I'm very, very grateful for, but it's right in front of my nose. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. But, you know, thanking God even before we see it is really cool. And that's mm -hmm. what Jesus did. And he had such trust and such faith and such obedience that we want to walk like that too. We want to follow his example. Well, Thanksgiving is constant and it's convinced that God's working even when we can't see it. And that's partly, Corey, because Romans 8 tells us he's always working for the good of those who love him. So it doesn't matter what the circumstance really looks like. We have always this opportunity to say, Lord, thank you that this is working out for me. You know, even when it doesn't feel like it, because we love the Heavenly Father, we can rest assured that he is working on our behalf. And our kids have to hear us saying this, right? Yeah, they have to know we're thankful, we're grateful to God, even if our circumstances aren't perfect, which we're here on earth and they're never gonna be perfect here on earth, you know? If we, they are, that's very fleeting. And so to teach children that is a very important lesson in life, very good tool for the tool belt for them to know what gratefulness is. And, you know, it's contentment even if it's not perfect, that that is so God. And God's the only one that's perfect. So we got to trust him with everything and thank him for what we, we already have and what he's going to do. I love that. And it's just so vital because our kids don't stumble into thankfulness. Like they have to be taught to say thank you. Yes. And Corey, at Bible to School and here at You Can Tell the Children, we are always trying to teach our kids lessons that they're not going to stumble into in any other way right. except to be taught God's truth. So today, I'm telling you, you have come up with five incredible ways to teach gratitude. So let's just kick them off. There's five of them, which is great because you have a hand, five fingers. So Corey, let's talk about ways to teach our kids gratitude. 
Sure. Well, the first one I thought of, and it's really important to me, and I know to a lot of people, is just a simple handwritten note. I know we talk about saying just thank you, and, and that's important too. But man, when you teach your children and their handwriting, and I love kids' handwriting, to send a thank you note, that shows such value for a gift or whatever they're thanking them for, just that they were value them enough and they value the gift enough to take time to write it. You know, I have a I have a niece who has autism and she's amazing at this. She writes thank you notes every time I send her a birthday gift or anything. And usually it just says, thank you, Aunt Corey. Love, you know, Addie. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be big. And it just means so much to me. And I know that teaching your children to do that would, would really help in their gratitude, their, their all that action of, of writing. They will understand it later in life, but they're knowing that they're doing something special for someone who did something special for them. Well, and this is something that has to be taught. They're not teaching in school etiquette or politeness True. anymore. And mm-hmm. so even <laughs> I was thinking about graduation gifts that my son received, you know, like I was pretty sure Bless his heart. I had not taught him how to address an envelope until he started <laughs> writing his thank you notes, you know, and right. like these skills apparently were not learning anywhere else. And I just wasn't doing a very good job teaching. But this is an opportunity to come alongside a kid and go, OK, so what what do we have to be grateful for? So you got a new toy. What else can we say about that? You know, and mm-hmm. I, it's a great opportunity for a mom, child or grandma or even people who work with students can encourage pastors or encourage bus drivers. I mean, what fun to be the first one to teach them how to write a note and how to address an envelope. Right. And if you have younger kids, if they make the thank you note, oh, that's like, you know, a gold star right there. Definitely. (laughs) You are gooey. Yeah. Kids make us mushy. (laughs) Okay. So writing thank you notes, that's great. But what's the second thing we could do? Well, kind of goes into what you were saying that if you're in somebody's life, uh, you know, you have a, a circle of influence of children, of teenagers around you. I would say spotlight on the fifth commandment. That would be honor your father and mother and even extend that to grandparents too. Uh, you know, what is one task that these people do for you, your mother, your father, your grandparents do for you that you could do for them instead? Uh, I know that sounds funny. They're like, well, what could I possibly do for them? Well, if they're taking out the trash, you know, you go take out the trash instead. Take that opportunity to say, I really appreciate that you take out the trash every week or set the table or make dinner. That's the mom, the mom thing. Yeah, my kids made dinner for me and said, you know, and not just made dinner, but said, hey, I really appreciate that you make dinner every night for me. That would really was very, very cool. Um, my one son did that one time. Clean their room. So like if my son came in and cleaned my room instead of him cleaning his room all the time. I came in and vacuumed, I would be like, wow, that and and with the intentional, like this is all intentional stuff, Lee, with the intention of saying, I appreciate that you do this, that you may have a clean house or grandparents, you can make them cookies because they make you cookies, you know, or, or call them or visit them. They come and mm. visit you. What if you said, hey, I really want to go visit my grandparents today. And Again, my boys do like to visit their grandparents and it makes them feel really good that they value them that much. And the dads, well, so if you hit the dads and the men, you know, go wash their car, that really gets them or, you know, sweep out the garage. 
you know, something like that and say, you know, I really appreciate the way all the things you fix in the house, dad. And I'm just going to sweep out this garage for you. So those are the kind of, like I said, spotlight on the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother, extend that to your grandparents. But these are things that they do for you and you're going to turn around and do it for them and, and thank them for it. And I love that. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. Do you get extra credit if you die at church? This kid question made me chuckle at first, and I'm sure it put a smile on your face too. Extra credit if you die at church? Serious or silly, this question is a terrific teaching moment to focus not on what we get from God, but what we can give to Him instead. Going to church and all that we do there, worshiping, praying, hearing and thinking about God's Word, all are ways we respond with a thankful heart, grateful for the grace and love He shows us. We also have a younger set that are here listening who work with really young kids. And so I think the next one's going to be really fun because we'd be a little crafty, right? Yes. And I'm not a crafty person, but I can trace their hand. Okay. (laughs) So I would call it a thankful filled hand. And that's tracing your hand and then thinking, intentionally thinking about five people you are grateful for or five things God created that you are thankful for, and write them in the fingers of your hand. And then talk to the kids about, well, why are you thankful for them? Many times at Bible to School, we do this at our program, and they can say it live, thank you for my mom. Well, why are you thankful for your mom? And that really is a great conversation. And the kids just warm up and light up talking about why they're thankful for these people in their lives or why they're thankful for what God created that it's something that really touches them. And and they dive deep into, intentionally dive deep into gratefulness with them. It's a great conversation. I love that. Actually, our kids' teachers did this with them. And I remember they had to hand write the answers for my kids because they weren't, you know, able to write sentences that big yet. But even in the teacher's handwriting, those are precious. I mean, yeah. One of the hands turned into a turkey, which I'm sure you can kind of imagine. But what I just love is it's so simple. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, we can high five, bless, thankful anyone or anything at any time. It's easy. Yeah. Well, gratefulness is a simple thing. And that's why sometimes you overlook it, you know, because it's so simple. But the fourth thing I have is uh, it's called the grateful game. And you can play this in a car or anywhere. And you have the first person starts with the letter A and something that begins with the letter A that they're grateful for. And the next person is begins with something B and the next person is C and so on. And you believe it, this is so simple, but people, kids really get into this. They're thinking, they're intentionally focused on, on what, well, wait a minute, what am I thankful for? The Z, an X, Y, Z. <laughs> so you really Always get them. Zebras. Always yeah. zebras. <laughs> And then there's xylophones, right? Again, it's intentionally focusing children on how to be grateful, what to be thankful for, and really critical thinking on that. I love that. And then because we're Bible to school, because we're believers and we believe God's word is the truth, let's talk about this last one and about getting kids into the word. Yeah, we do this at Bible to School in one of our lessons, and the kids love it. It is called, it's a grateful walk through a psalm. 
And so David has always, uh, many of his Psalms was always praising God, was always thanking him, was always so grateful for who he is, he was, who God is and who, what he did for him. And we pretty much said, pick a Psalm. The Psalm is a prayer, like a prayer of gratefulness. And so what we picked, the Psalm 23, you can walk the child through this, listening for things specifically of what David is being thankful for. You know, in Psalm 23, it's green pastures. I love that. You're just green pastures and still waters. And I love about restoring your soul. Now that's a little higher level, uh, but you can do this with teenagers as well, or even being with God. He thanks, he thanks God to just being with him. And I love that uh, we have an extra added bonus activity with this. If you're feeling kind of adventurous, he talks about that his cup overflows. And we talk about that David must have felt so thankful for all the things God did for him that he felt like an overflowing cup. And so what would it be to be an overflowing cup? And so we have a tray that we bring out and we have cups that open at the top. And we, we put them in a pyramid. And then we ask the kids to start naming things that God has given them, that they're grateful for. And then they take, as, I, as they're saying them, they, we start pouring the water into the top cup. And we keep pouring so the water runs over into the next cup. And the kids, when they start running about ideas, you stop and, until the, you know, the tray is full, obviously. But uh, it, it shows them that it's, it's overflowing into the different cups and that God, the things that God gives us, we're just overflow, we're overflow with gratefulness and he overflows us with gifts. So uh, it's a great exercise to do, can be a little messy, but you know, it'll ring in their mind. They'll remember that. Mm, it sounds so worth it. So teaching kids can be so fun, but it's just such a good reminder for us to set our hearts on gratefulness, Corey, in this year ahead. And just kind of as we wrap up here together today, let's just acknowledge that this Thanksgiving may not be fun for everybody. That's true. And and we just want people to know that when you can sit back and say, you know what, I have something to be grateful for. And when you start that climb kind of out of the pit, basically, and say, man, I'm grateful for my family, or I'm grateful for a warm house, or I'm grateful for just that uh, I have friends that I can talk to when I'm down and when I'm dealing with difficult things. It definitely opens up a whole nother focus. And God asks, it's an obedience thing. God asks us to do this for a reason so that we can uh, change our mood. And it just happened to me yesterday, actually. I was kind of down in the morning about something and I just started talking to somebody on the phone and she was down as well. And we're like, well, let's talk, let's pray through some good things that are going on in our lives. And when you start doing that, it really picks you up and, and changes your focus. So gratefulness is just kind of soothes your soul and focuses you on the things that God wants you to be focused on. He doesn't want you to waste your time on all the bad things all the time. I mean, I know you got to process through those things. I'm not putting, I'm not saying that any, any less, but he does want you to have joy and you can't have joy amidst any situation if you focus on gratefulness. Oh, I love that. This is an act of obedience. Gratitude is an act of obedience, not just when we feel like it. I, you know, First Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances. And all is a really captivating word, but at yeah. the end of the day, it means all. And so we can be convinced that God is always working 
that he can always be spotted. And you're right, Corey, it's that slow climb out of the pit and it makes us countercultural men and women of God. That's what we can teach our kids to do too. Absolutely. And you know, with the, the, the 10 lepers, Jesus healed them and one of them came, only one of them came back to thank him, you know, and that gave him such joy. So I know that when we thank God in this Thanksgiving, when you're sitting with your kids and you're teaching them intentionally how to be grateful and how to be thankful to God, I know that that absolutely gives God joy. Well, Corey, I am so thankful for you, friend, and our friends that are listening. So most exciting time of the year coming up. Thanksgiving such a such a special holiday. Would you pray for our friends and for their Thanksgivings? I will. Please join me in prayer. Father God, Lord, thank you so much for being who you are and for creating us, for giving us breath, for giving us life. Thank you for the children in our lives that we have uh, influence on and all of our friends. And if we have spouses, we have spouses and uh, for our, our extended families. Father, these are people that you've put, you've placed into our life on purpose, and we are so thankful for them. And Lord, I pray that you would help us as we look to every day intentionally be grateful, that practice that, that great practice of knowing that you give us gifts, you give us things every day. Help us not to get pulled down into the pit and, and help us to stay positive and stay in your word and teach children how to be grateful. In that process, Lord, we are even more grateful as we teach them. So thank you, Lord, for who you are and for all that you've given us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Gratitude is just so powerful and countercultural. Here at You Can Tell the Children in Bible to School, we're counting our blessings and seeing God work in the lives of leaders and children, and we're overflowing with joy. We'd love to have you join us on this mission of reaching the next generation with the good news of Jesus. And you can find out more about Bible to School, ways to contact us, and next steps to take to become more involved by heading to our website at bible2school.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. Did you know we're always posting updates on social media? You can follow us at Bible to School on every platform. We can't wait to engage with you. And tag us on socials and let us know what you're teaching the kids in your life about gratitude. We're at Corey Pennypacker, at Leaning Heist, and at Bible to School. We can't wait to see how you are practicing gratitude in this special season. Hey! Let's make it a conversation. Join us again next week for a great interview between Corey and Dr. Jennifer Rivera from Answers in Genesis. It's going to be a fascinating episode. From all of us at Bible to School, happy Thanksgiving. Remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. See you next week.